0: It's a book truck journey, come along with me. It's a book truck journey, come along with me.
1: Hello, friends! Welcome back to the Book Truck Chronicles. My name is Brandy, and if you don't know already, I run a bookshop on wheels in Edmonton, Canada. It is kind of a funky job, and you know what? I kind of love it. So this podcast is all about the book truck life, books I'm reading, people I'm talking to, books they're reading, and just the basic fun of taking a bookstore around everywhere I go, meeting amazing people, and hearing about their incredible stories. So, welcome! Even though my bookshop on wheels has been around for about two years now, it feels as if just recently people have become aware of it. So there have been an awful lot of posts on social media and people who are sharing things and discovering Daisy My Book Truck for the first time, and I've been on the news a couple of times, and it's just been kind of a whirlwind. I was on the news recently, which was kind of fun, so a lot of people saw it, and there was a fantastic young fellow named Brandon Matisse who had contacted me and asked if he could do a video about me in the book truck as a highlight for Edmonton small businesses that are a little bit out of the box. So, yeah, I said, sure, heck, let's do that. It was such a fun project, and he is an incredible wizard. He took all of these different shots, still shots and video, and he put it together in this really, really fabulous video that I will put a link to in the show notes so you all can see it as well. Now, one thing I did notice as I was watching the video is my body has changed a lot. The last time I was on a video where I was really paying attention to things, I was all about fashion and my hair looking so good and blah, 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 all those things. Now it's just kind of the raw me. Here I am, take me, leave me, whatever. And you know what I noticed is that as I'm watching this video, I could hear my old self and old critics that would have had comments and a, a say in my life. Oh, look at that. Your, your stomach is too fat. Oh, your butt is too big. Your thighs are too big. Oh, why did you sit like that when you could have protected yourself by sitting differently and looking smaller and all of these things? Because you know, girls, you know, we've heard them. We've adjusted our clothes. We have tried to wear things that make us look smaller than we are because even though in the world... We don't want to be small. We want to be grand in our own lives. When it comes to images of ourselves and people's perception of us, we want to look smaller. It is a very weird thing. And pretty much if you have been on social media for any length of time, you have, cared or thought about how other people are going to perceive you, and it's no shame to say we have probably wanted to look better, we want other people to be natural, but for ourselves, we want to look as good as possible, which means doing some unnatural things to ourselves. So I am very much all about take me or leave me, I am not doing any weird stuff to me, as I get older you will see what my body is naturally going to look like as it ages, I'm going to get wrinkles. Heck y'all, I have them. I have got laugh lines up the wazoo because this chick, she laughs a lot. And my face is going to show it. Am I going to get extra freckles and age spots? Yes, because I like the sun. And... Am I gonna get gray hairs? I have already got heaps of gray hairs, y'all. I've, there's so much gray in my hair and I wish it could just go that beautiful like sterling silver color and just be done with it, but it won't, so I have to slowly phase it in. So here's the thing. I'm looking at this, this video of myself that Brandon did and I had to really say to myself, just a minute now, that girl up there, she did something awesome. She created this business where she takes books to people and people love it. So why all of a sudden would I care about whether or not my belly looks too big? It does not take away from the great thing I have done. And so let me say this to you very clearly. If you have been doing great things or attempted to do awesome things, or you've you've already stepped out and tried to announce yourself to the world, with any great creative pursuit. Please do not let other people tell you that how your body looks has any impact on what you've done. Just got a little bit emotional. Um, Let me collect myself. Um, I have two daughters. And when they were growing up, I was fiercely protective of people who would criticize the way their bodies looked, whether it was too big, too small, too tall, too, whatever. Seriously, as if their opinions carry any weight, really. I didn't give a nit what these people thought about my kids' bodies and I sure as heck did not want my kids to overhear other people weighing in on what my kids should or should not look like. So I was very, very protective of that. My kids are beautiful, they're healthy, Whatever their size is, does not matter. And I did not want them to ever judge themselves looking in the mirror by the stupid critiques of other people who really do not matter a bit, right? Like, uh, let's let's just call it out. So all of this stuff is coming to me as I'm watching myself on this video thinking, I am so far ahead. I wish I could have told my younger self how this stuff doesn't matter. I watched that video that Brandon did and I was so proud of what I have accomplished. And all of a sudden, I just looked at that extra weight and said, you know what? So I had some pizza, I loved the pizza, it was good. Do I run? You guys know I don't run. If something's chasing me, it will probably catch me because this this chick doesn't run i used to walk a lot for work because i couldn't afford a car so i would walk an hour and a half to work an hour and a half home from work every single day in all seasons when i lived on my own i just worked in a clothing store i was never so fit in my life as i was during that time but you know what i was not happy I saw all the flaws. I saw the little pockets here, the ripple here, the the things I should have tucked in or covered, and I was still, it didn't matter. You guys know this, maybe you are the same. It does not matter how great we look when we look back on ourselves, we still see the wrong things. We judge ourselves by the critiques of other people. And I do not know how we can get away from this, but let me tell you, you guys, if you are young, When you get older, you won't care. So please be gentle with yourself. Please consider the voices that are talking to you and who actually has any right at all to say what you should or shouldn't look like. It is none of their flipping business. And as I'm watching the video, all I could think about too was how many people had the nerve to give me pause So to take away my moment of celebration, if you are doing anything that is celebratory and awesome, you probably have heard little bits of comments, but oh, but you should have done this with your hair, Oh, really, oh, you're gonna wear that? Oh, but that doesn't really show you off in the best light. We have all of these critiques all the time, and sometimes, girls, we are the worst to each other about this. Please be kind, be generous to each other, everybody's going through their own stuff. We all carry around our own bag of hammers and who the heck cares if your hammer bag is a little bit bigger than mine, who the heck cares? It is about your heart, not about your dress size. So as I am considering all of this stuff, I'm starting thinking about all of the body shaming language and the body positivity language that has become kind of trendy. Um, and then the books that reflect that so there is literally fat girl fiction i'm just gonna pause and let that sink in there is fat girl fiction this implies that either it's funny or it's trendy or we're just gonna like embrace the fat whatever it is and we are going to reject the fat phobia that is one word that is a legit word i i cannot make this up i read a book recently called big summer by Jennifer Weiner. And I thought this was such a fun and inspired story. It's about a a young woman who is overweight. They don't say how much, they kind of leave that to our imagination, I guess. And it goes through all the things, the, the criticisms she has for herself, how other people see her, but she overcomes all that and she's just nice on the inside. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, this whole book seemed like it was going to be good. I did not love it. There's reasons why I actually um, reviewed it on my Goodreads. But I thought, okay, so they're giving a girl who has a little more oomph to her, a main storyline. Is she going to get a romance? Hopefully. Is she going to be the hero? Hopefully. Because those princesses on balconies and damsels in distress, man, come on, they are not all size zero. And what the heck is a size zero anyway? Okay, I I digress. So, There's this book called Big Summer. Now, big and summer, come on, we know we're talking about her being big. And that was a little bit of a, uh, that annoyed me just a little bit. I started thinking about the books that I was looking at when I was younger. Do you remember the book Blubber by Judy Blume? This book was for teens and it was about a girl who had body issues because she was just a little bit bigger than everybody else and there was all the critique and the bullying and the rejection of her own image in the mirror and the self-loathing and as a teen I totally got that. Now let me be straight. I have never been so thin in my life as I was when I was a teen and yet I identified with this character. Blubber. Seriously, what is wrong with us? There is also in the book called The Big Fat Manifesto by Susan Vaught. This is also for teens. Now, I have not read this one, but just by the title, Big Fat Manifesto, I, I don't even know where to go with that. There's also another teen book called The Earth, My Butt, and Other Big Round Things by Carolyn Mackler. So are we supposed to laugh? at ourselves if we're big and encourage other people to laugh at at our big butt? Is this what the deal is? What are these books trying to say? Because then when you get older, you know what you're gonna get? You're gonna get all the diet books. You're gonna get all the books that tell you that that extra pound, it doesn't have to be there. We can do all these drastic things and put you on a flush and we can like get you back to your ideal size. What if my ideal size has a little more oomph? What about that? Then they put me in the fat girl's category. And you know what? I don't want to be in anybody's category. I remember in 2002 when Jamie Lee Curtis did a photo spread in her underwear and she had no makeup, she had no editing done, it was just the raw Jamie Lee Curtis. And people were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, I love this, she's so authentic, she's speaking to the real woman. Okay, we are all real women until we do something else to change that. This book truck chick, the one you're listening to right now, will never inject any other animal or people's fat into my face. I hate needles and I don't wanna put more fat into my face, that's stupid. I like my face the way it is. I like the little bit of extra that I've got. I like all the things about me now. And I am not gonna let somebody else say, oh, but if you just do blank, you could be so much more blank. Nobody else has the right to tell you that you would be better off if you just did something else to improve yourself. Girls, I'm going to tell you what nobody else will tell you. You are beautiful. You are enough. You need nothing added to you, nothing taken away from you. You are perfect. If other people want you to do something else, they will probably be benefiting from it in some way. Pay for this diet, buy this diet book, do this thing, go for a smaller clothing size, whatever it is. If other people are going to benefit or feel better in your company if you looked differently, ditch them. Ditch them. Kick them off the island, y'all. Get rid of that negativity. You don't need it. So, from this book truck chick to you, I'm going to say you are good right now as you are. If you want to be healthier, have at her. Do whatever it takes to be healthy. Do not go to extremes. Do not make the amount of numbers on your scale determine your worth. Your worth is not dictated by that. It is just not. And for all of the books out there that want to feed into this fat phobia and the body positivity language stuff and all these things, why do we need to have language about it? Can we just say we are enough? We are all different our bodies are always going to be different. It doesn't matter what we do to them. We do not need to build in added failures because we tried this diet and it didn't work. We tried to fit into our high school jeans. Oh, and they don't fit. Please, guys, who's trying to fit into their high school year jeans? Get some new jeans. Ugh. I know this is kind of a rant. Um, This is much more of a rant than I had anticipated, but I'm feeling like you on the other side of this microphone right now is being victim to so much garbage. So There's so many messages out there telling you that you are not enough, that you should be better because it would make the world look nicer if all the people were beautiful. We don't live on a soap opera. We live in the real world. So I'm going to say to you today, Embrace your scars. Embrace your wrinkles. Love on that gray hair. And you know what? Let's write stories about people who are real. Let's show people in the world who are not afraid to be who they are because we are good enough. We just are. Maybe I should write a book about that. I don't know. Maybe there's already books out there about that that I have not read yet. If you know of any books, please tell me. Um, I'm very curious. I've read a few books of people who rejected the diets and embraced their bodies, but then in the end, you know what? Then they went smaller anyway. So I kind of think that's contrary to their initial message. If you know of any books that reflect on people who have a little more oomph in a very positive way, please tell me. I would love to highlight this and send this out to everybody. So that's pretty much all I want to say about that. Rant over. Now today I want to share with you a rapid fire 30 from somebody who is a huge supporter of Daisy chain book company, who is my neighbor and a sweet friend. So today I'm going to share my conversation with Carrie Thunder. Okay. Okay. So today, I'm totally excited to talk with you because, and you know, I've asked you to come and be on the podcast a couple of times because I so admire how you read.
0: So, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, My name is Carrie, and I live in the Chappelle area of Edmonton. I've always been a reader. It's been my big thing my whole life. I have to hold myself back quite a bit. Sometimes I'm surprised that other people just don't devour books like I do, and (laughs) and I always think that I have a read normal reading level but then when I'm talking I realize I read a little obsessively um, and like I said I have to rein myself back so it doesn't take over my life.
1: What, what, okay, what do you mean obsessively? What does that look like?
0: One, I allow myself to read two fiction books a week and two non-fiction books a month and then I always have certain things on the go like um, long term books like poetry or my bible. So wow.
1: I, one thing I'm amazed is when you get a book, you will tell me very quickly what you thought of it. Oh, I read it last night. I'm like, that is amazing to me. I can picture you sitting there and I picture your eyes absorbing quickly like 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 a robot. It is so admirable to me because I get distracted so fast. So I picture you in this like beautiful zen mode. Reading in this happy bubble and just soaking up all these books.
0: Yeah, I do seem to just like absorb books. I read through them quite fast. Like a normal thing would be two or three sittings just to finish a book. Um, But, and you would think that I was just skimming it, but I remember a lot of details and I have a lot of feelings about the characters or keywords or ideas in the book.
1: Well, and you're also very good at, like when we go to book club, you remember a lot of details and you can talk about so many of the books, you remember them.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I For some reason, I've always been like that. Um, I remember as a child in, re- in reading comprehension, the teachers would think I didn't read the, the, the lesson and they would send me back to my desk. But if they gave me the questions, I could usually get 100% without a, without a problem. The funny thing is I stutter and I have a hard time with spelling. So that makes people think that maybe I, I because I have such a struggle with saying words and spelling words, sometimes it's an abnormality that I read so well.
1: You do read so well. Yeah. I, I admire it so much. <laughs> I, I really do. I think it's fantastic. So how would you describe your reading life?
0: So I'm cheap. So that's why the <laughs> Daisy Truck Book Truck has been perfect for me because I don't want to pay full price for most books. Um, basically I read whatever I get my hands on unless I do have a list of usually about 20 books that are on my really want to read. So if I get a hold of one of those books, it bumps it up, but I don't mostly care about what I'm reading. Um, unless I'm I'm really down, I might need a light fluffy book to draw me out.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. Sometimes the right light book at the right time is exactly what I need. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Now, you knew all about the Rapid Fire 30, and you got the questions ahead of time.
0: Yes. Okay. So are you ready? I am ready. I'm hoping. I know it's Rapid Fire, but I have a couple little qualifiers for some
1: of them. That is okay. That's totally okay. Okay. Who is an author you'd most like to have coffee with?
0: So I picked Jen Lancaster. She does... Bitter is a New Black and such a pretty face. We read her in her book club, and then I read everything she wrote. Sometimes I listen to her audiobooks and pretend she's my friend and just talking to me. <laughs> Which
1: fictional world or time period would you like to spend a weekend in?
0: So since I was a child, I've always wanted to go to the secret garden from the child's book. Um, it is one of my favorite places. It's where my happy place in my head is. Oh, love that. Name a book that changed how you see the world. So I'm a big Dr. Seuss fan. So, and I think my world was developed quite young. My top two books are both his, The Bigger Butter Battle and um, I Wish Has a Duck.
1: I have never heard of The Bigger Butter Battle. That's yeah. a fun title
0: though. Well, you have to say it slowly so you it, say it, Let me like, make sure I, The Big Butter Battle, yeah. The Big Butter Battle. <laughs> the Big Butter Battle. Big, that's just fun to say. It the is. The Butter Battle. <laughs> what is a book that broke your heart? So most recently, it was The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, but I don't want to give qualified, like I don't want to give spoilers, but you know it's about snow and he becomes a villain, but I couldn't help loving him and I had to quit, keep quit reading the book because I knew my heart was getting broken, so. Oh. And what is a book that didn't live up to its hype? I know this is one of Brandy's favorites, and um, I don't like The Great Gatsby. I, it makes me sad and empty inside.
1: You're not alone in that.
0: What is a book that wasn't hyped enough? So I have a book. It is an inspirational religious book called Emma's Journal, and I bought it at a book sale for 50 cents. It is about uh, a daughter finds her mom's journal, and it's about her goal-setting ways and how she impacted the community. I've lent it to four people, and it has just changed my life, and every person I've lent it to has been like, that book is just amazing. So Emma's Journal.
1: And who wrote
0: it? It is read by Ed R-O-W-E-L-L. Huh. Real okay. Well, okay. If the story of your life were made into a film, who would play you? So, I don't watch much TV, so th- th- that's probably the big thing is I read so much, but I don't watch TV or movies really. Just, not because I'm against it, I just don't enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I do like Zoe De Chanel, especially in Failure to Launch that slight craziness, but in a sense, I just love her and I wish she would be me. <laughs> that's perfect. What is a screen adaptation that is actually better than the book? So I really liked Hidden Figures and Unbreakable, both of them. They did an awesome job on screen, but the books were both a little dry, but they were just given the facts in the book. Still good books, but on screen you really felt the stories. Awesome. What was the last book you stopped reading? So, this week I actually stopped reading. If I'm just not in the mood, I stopped reading a couple books per week and then I just put them aside for later. This week it was by um, the same person who did The Girl on the Train, it, Paula Hawkins, Into the Water. Um, I was reading it in my bath, and the first scene was someone drowning while being bra- bound, and I was just like, I can't read this right now, and no. I put it aside. <laughs> oh gosh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, I don't blame you.
0: What was the last book you bought? So last weekend when stores were starting to open in in Edmonton and I felt comfortable going out, I went to an antique store and got a 1914 Austin's domestic science book. It's a cooking guide, but it also has just interesting information about all the recipes and little handwritten old-fashioned notes.
1: I love those little handwritten notes.
0: It makes the book so personal. It does. It's just beautiful. What was the last book someone gave you? so i don't often get books as gifts um my friend my friend jessica just gave me a bag with 14 books in it um just she lent them to me so that is a treasure and i'm excited my daughter bought me recently 365 days of creativity and art books so those nice. are my most recent ones
1: what was the last book you reread
0: i reread the great grad speed to see if i was wrong when i read it when i was young but i still felt the same way <laughs>
1: What was the last book you suggested to someone?
0: So, I've been suggesting to everybody, like people I don't even know, they just look bookish um, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I need people to read it so I can talk to them. So, I know it's only been out for a couple weeks, like when we're recording this, but I need people to read it. I still haven't yet. Okay. I, I, need,
1: to, I need to block out time to just do that. Yeah. Because I know when I start, I'm not going to want to walk away from
0: it. I put it on my daughter's bed and she said, Mom, I'm. Already reading something. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last book you posted a picture of? It would be the same one um, I, on Instagram. I was so excited. I posted Ballad of Songbirds and, and Snakes. <laughs> okay. And what book
1: are you reading right now?
0: <laughs> so right now, I... It's a little ironic, but I started reading The Secret Life of Bees. I After I put down the other one, I wanted something less serious, and it wasn't very thick, and the cover looked fun. But as I'm getting into it, I realize it is quite serious, <laughs> but I'm still going to continue reading it.
1: That's, that's a good one.
0: What is the next book that you can't wait to start? I really want to read The Testaments by Atwood, but I want to review The Handmaid's Tale first. Perfect
1: and who is the best literary
0: villain so i love she's a villain but i love her um jadis from the magician's nephew she becomes the queen of narnia and then the white witch yeah that was who i picked yeah.
1: i know i didn't want
0: to steal your person but like, she's so good <laughs> yeah i know she's the greatest name the first three books that come to mind when i was thinking about three books i thought the nightingale um winnie the pooh and the house at Pooh corner and my bible Perfect. Ebook or tree book? I am a tree book unless it's two in the morning and I can get what I want to read at the library. Then I download it. <laughs> Borrow or buy? I always buy because I'm really hard on books. Weirdest thing you've ever used as a bookmark? A daily, I get one of my kids to hold my page. Like if I'm cooking and reading, I like hold my page. <laughs> so people, <laughs> so their own fingers. They're, yeah. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. What is your favorite place to read? I right now I like to read on my balcony in normal more normal life I would always read in the car which made me not feel guilty like waiting while the kids are at dance lessons or music lessons and that got me good reading time and no guilt that's true if you have a book with you there's so many little places you can read it exactly
1: oh yeah Uh, a book you loaned out and never got back
0: okay my bitterness coming out 24 years ago I lent out the Watkins 1935 cookbook to one of my mom's friends she lost it in her house she said that I could come over and help her find it I cleaned for two days but did not find my book (laughs) I am bitter I realized that today
1: (laughs) so so that only worked out well for someone but not you
0: not me oh that
1: stinks and you're thinking about finding your
0: book the whole time yeah and there was like mice and oh oh, yeah (laughs) that's nasty Mm -hmm. what is a book you borrowed and never returned once again it's a cookbook i often steal from my mom but lately i have taken flapper pie and the blue prairie sky when she bought it she said this is for me not for you but i still took it home and i'm not giving it back
1: (laughs) i won't tell (laughs) i won't tell
0: how do you organize your bookshelves my bookshelves are by type, and then I don't keep fiction books unless I really love them. Um, my to-be-read are on the floor in the gym. Cool. Yeah. What is the thickest book on your shelf? So on the shelf, the thickest book is the Illustrated Treasury of Children's Literature. Under the shelf is the R Times, the Illustrated 20th Century. <laughs> it's Ooh. too big for the shelf. <laughs> yeah. What is your favorite word? I could not think of a favorite word, even though I really tried. I think because part of it is I like reading words, but I have a hard time saying words. Um, but I do love just phrases when uh, when somebody threads together a phrase. Mm-hmm. I do too. Sometimes if I'm
1: listening to an audiobook and a phrase or a statement is so well put together, I just wish I could stop and write it down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the Night night Circus is one of the ones that are so great at that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and her imagery is amazing. It is.
0: What do you drink while you're reading? So I drink coffee in the morning, beer in the afternoon, if I'm not working or driving, (laughs) um, and tea at night. Perfect. And how many books did you read last year? So from my Goodreads record, I have 26 nonfiction, 83 fiction, and about 50 children's books. I don't record children's books, but wow well done i know i'm like i said a little obsessive
1: (laughs) it's not because everybody has the same hours in their day so if some people choose to slack or watch tv or you know go running or (laughs) or whatever
0: clean their house sure some people do (laughs) but if you read you're just choosing to use your time a different way Mm -hmm. that is awesome i kind of i kind of love that um one thing is the children's books. I don't read them to my children because my children are older. They're read to my cat. So that's a little weird. He does not like it. He doesn't? <laughs> he does not seem to enjoy it, but I do. So we try to have book time once a week.
1: Oh, that's... What's your cat's name? His name is
0: Fifel Moskowitz from American Tale.
1: Fifo Moskowitz.
0: Yeah. I've seen him on your Instagram. Yeah, post. he's very sassy and moody, so... <laughs>
1: Carrie, your book life is inspired. I'm I'm so glad to know you and to be able to kind of glean a little bit of the passion you have for
0: words through all the things that you read and share about. Thanks, Brandy. Thanks for having me over and thanks for having a book truck in my neighborhood. <laughs> You're so
1: welcome.
0: You're so welcome.
1: So whereas running a bookshop on wheels is a fantastic fantastic job. I think one of the greatest things is discovering that right here on my own street I have something in common with somebody who has become very special to me. So Carrie, thank you for hanging out with me and coming down to my office and doing this fun little conversation. It is always a pleasure to talk to you and thank you for sharing your wildly diverse eclectic reading life. I am still inspired by it and I will always want to talk books with you. So everybody, thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I know at the beginning I started off in a little bit of a rant. Um, You just never know where these conversations are going to go, you know? And when I'm just sitting here by myself, having the microphone here, there is nothing that is stopping me. So I'm just sometimes going to go and just take off and I'm going to send it to you unedited. So you're not getting the Photoshop version of this photo. No, no, you are getting the real deal, y'all because that's kind of what I'm all about today. So whatever you're doing today, I hope that you are enjoying your people. You are reading something awesome and you are creating a community of readers right where you are. I will have more bookish awesomeness to share with you next time and some more updates on how the new store is coming and what's going on in book truck life. We're going to talk a little bit more about business and books. Oh, you guys, it's just going to be grand. So have a great week, guys. See you next time.